The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. Oh, man. What a beautiful day. Uh, two things. The first one is, you may not have noticed, but the uh, uh, two songs we sang during praise. Wasn't praise and worship awesome? It was awesome. Uh, uh, the two, some of the two songs that we sang uh, were actually written and produced in-house. Amen? And so if you didn't know about it, uh, we have an album, two albums, uh, that are on uh, all the streaming platforms that stream good music. Amen? And uh, you can type Faith Hill Church, Faith Hill Worship Collective, and uh, they'll uh, uh, pop out, and then you'll be able to uh, listen to, to those songs. And the second thing is, uh, as, uh, as elders, we are not uh, ignorant of the fact that, you know, we are bursting at the seams in terms of our seats, uh, and that uh, the place is kind of filling up both first and second service. And so, just to let you know, we're in the market, we're looking to buy, not to rent, to buy. And so, we are in the market, and so if you, uh, in your spare time, uh, get an opportunity to pray for us. Please be praying favor. Uh, we we uh, Just this past week, we went and uh, saw a, a property that we thought could fit. And, uh, we, you know, we, we're still looking. And once we find the right one, we will uh, put a commitment and uh, we'll be able to get a, a place that's bigger that will be able to accommodate everybody. Amen. Amen. Well, last week we started a series. Uh, let's start the time. At the, at, at, uh, man, I, that was announcements. That was not preaching. <laughs> Man, he already started my time. Let's fix that. Amen. Last week, we started a series talking about, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. And we, we're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, a, is an important uh, part, uh, in, is, is the most important person in the life of a believer. Amen. He's so important that Jesus said to his disciples right at the peak of their ministry, I mean, they're getting excited. They're ready to go and tell the world uh, that their master has been raised from the dead. They're ready to go. And so Jesus says to them, no, don't do anything. Tarry, wait until you are endued with the power from on high. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Spirit until you are uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit, then uh, you shall have power and you'll be able to do uh, the work of the ministry. And so we see here uh, that Jesus, you know, values the Holy Spirit and he wants us to do uh, his work, not in our own strength, uh, but in the enablement and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen. And the second thing we see in the importance of the Holy Spirit is that uh, he himself, our Lord and Savior, did not start his ministry uh, until he was endued with the uh, 
Holy Spirit from on high. We know in Luke chapter number 3, you know, Jesus gets baptized. And while he's getting baptized, the Bible says uh, the heavens were opened. And uh, in a bodily fashion of a dove, uh, the Holy Spirit descended on him. And uh, we heard a voice. This is uh, uh, Luke writing. He said, we heard a voice that said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so Jesus got baptized in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit. And in Luke chapter number 4, he then announced his ministry from about verse 18 onwards he announced his ministry and uh, he started his ministry and so if jesus needed the holy spirit to do life i'm telling you you and i need the holy spirit to do life amen uh, don't attempt to do life without the enablement and the empowerment of the holy spirit amen and so today that's what we're going to be looking at yeah we're going to look at some things that um you know it was my first time you know uh, uh seeing this stuff and um for some of you, it's going to be your first time seeing it. Man, man these are things that when you start applying in your life, uh, you'll get results. Whenever we say the Holy Spirit uh, in a context like this, particularly charismatics, uh, I've learned that, you know, whenever you say the Holy Spirit around charismatics, you know, they get uh, mysterious around the Holy Spirit and they want to get, you know, spooky and it's neither here nor there. And really, you, you never get to understand when you get around charismatics what the Holy Spirit is and, and what he can do in the life of a believer. I'm talking from a practical sense. Amen. Uh, when I'm endured with the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? Does it mean, you know, I walk around with... Uh, uh, a face as if you know i just ate a lemon and just kind of you know look crazy and we and one eye must squint right one eye no no it doesn't have to be any of that the holy spirit is he, he wants jesus said just as i was i'm sending you another one just like me and jesus said a normal someone say normal he had a normal um a relationship with his disciples to where you walked with them he talked with them whenever they needed something they could go to him and he would speak to them and it wasn't you know jesus wasn't weird he was he was all right amen he, he was all right and and you can have the holy spirit and be all right can i get an amen i mean people do crazy things i remember you know the the church that i grew up in you know when i was older the, i've only been to two churches the one i chose when i was older the holy spirit led me there and this one that i passed i've only been to two churches so you know uh, uh, when i was there you know at that church during praise and worship we had a young lady who would leave the the, the pews and then they would come to the front nothing wrong with dancing for jesus but she would come to the front and everybody's trying to worship and read the lyrics she would come and just get on stage and start waving a flag now we have to kind of figure out where the lyrics are at and and we ask her why are you doing this she said man when the holy spirit gets on me i don't know how to act we said no that's not the holy spirit the holy spirit it says the holy spirit is subject the spirit of the prophet the holy spirit in the prophet is subject to the prophet so you can act all right can I get an amen? amen. You know, Moses, uh, uh, as he's getting ready to go and see Pharaoh, uh, God said, man, I'm going with you. And he was going with him in the body of the Holy Spirit. And when Pharaoh got there, he didn't have to act all spooky. He didn't get to, uh, uh, you know, uh, when Moses got there, he didn't have to, you know, say to Pharaoh, oh, Pharaoh. I have the Holy Ghost. No, he said, you know what? I have a message. And the message is, let my people go. That's what God is saying. In a language that Pharaoh could understand. Amen. And so I'm saying this to say the Holy Spirit wants to go to work with you. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to uh, run your business with you. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to do life with you. Amen. Amen. And in some instances, it is going to be uh, just normal. 
sometimes the church missed the supernatural because we are just looking for the spectacular. You remember that story in the Old Testament? Uh, 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 I think it was with uh, Elijah or Elisha. And, and the Lord came, you know, to speak to Elisha. But before he came, the Lord sent a fire. And there was fire. And Elijah thought, man, the Lord has got to be in the fire. He went and looked in the fire and the Lord wasn't in there. And then there was an earthquake. And the, Elijah thought, man, the Lord ought to be in the earthquake. And he went and looked. The Lord wasn't even in there. And then finally there was peace. And a small, still voice spoke to him, and the Lord was in the quietness, not in the spectacular of life. Amen. And as charismatic, sometimes we're just looking for the shout. Somebody shout, for what? Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Let's go to John chapter number 16. John chapter number 16. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man, if they don't get a shout, it wasn't powerful, right? And even our preachers, they're just trying to get a shout. Somebody shout. For what? <laughs> we had one guy uh, uh, in Colorado. We were attending Lawson's church. And the one guy was in uh, fourth uh, uh, row. And, you know, the pastor is preaching. And nobody warned us, you know. Pastor C and I were sitting on the front row. Nobody warned us. And so Lawson starts preaching. And the guy starts talking back to Lawson, but not amen. You know, just one word, amen. You know, that's right. I mean, he's giving back full-on sentences. He says, Pastor, you're preaching good. That's in the Bible. He said, it's in the book. He said, Pastor, I know you're preaching, but they're not listening. You may have to say that again. <laughs> Our Pastor C is squeezing my leg. She can't hold it in. Oh, man, I had to bite my tongue just to stop from laughing. But, but sometimes, you know, as charismatics, we're just looking for the shout because we're looking for something that would tickle our, you know, the outside. But man, sometimes to function in the Holy Spirit, you just need to pay attention to the small, still voice. Can I get an amen? And so we go on, uh, uh, we're going to go to John 16, verse 8. John chapter number 16, verse 8. And this is what he says. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Verse 9. Uh, of sin because they do not believe in me. Uh, verse 10. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And so I remember many years ago I read this scripture and I thought convict, conviction. And I thought the Holy Spirit's ministry uh, was, um, I translated this uh, when he said you'll convict the world of sin. I translated this to he will uh, uh, bring a sense of uh, guilt and condemnation to, to, to people that don't act right. That's how I translated it. And so I remember, you know, I was in college at the time. I had backslid and way back in 2000. And, and so uh, what would happen is I would go uh, uh, with my friends out partying at night. And then when I come back at 11 p.m., man, I have a, a guilty feeling on the inside of me. And uh, two things was happening because the first one was, you know, I had a guilty sense in my heart. True story, because I thought my mom, if my, my mom had instructed me better, she told me no one comes back home uh, when it's dark. And so... I'm thinking, man, I, you know, this is wrong, what I'm doing. But the second feeling was, man, I'd been a Christian and a child of God. And I felt like, man, I'm, this is disappointing. And I credited that feeling to the Holy Spirit. Wow. 
I thought it was the Holy Spirit uh, bringing a sense of worthlessness. But that's not what the scripture is saying here. The scripture is saying the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. Did y'all see that? And so the conviction is to the world of sin singular. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of the sin of rejecting Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Not of the individual sins that they do. The sin that will send people to hell is not your individuals. You know, I lied and I did this and I did that and the other. The sin that sends people to hell is the sin of rejecting what Jesus did for them at the cross. It's the sin of rejecting our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as their personal Lord and Savior and putting their trust in that. And so that's why he convicts the world of sin, singular. Amen. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, craziness going to ha uh, you know, happening in heaven. In fact, when you get there, you and I, when we get there, three things are going to happen. You're going to bump into three kinds of people. The first uh, thing you're going to uh, uh, see is that you, you're going to realize some people you thought were supposed to be that you won't find them. Because they didn't put their trust and confidence in Jesus. They were great people. Some of them are fighting great causes and, and things of that nature. But that's not what's going to get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is putting your trust and confidence in Jesus. And the second thing that's going to happen when you and I get to heaven is uh, uh, we're going to bump into people that we didn't expect to see in heaven. Like you? Word? <laughs> You know why? Because you know what they do, but their access is not based on what they do or don't do. It is based on what Jesus did at the cross. Because if it, it, listen, let me just tell you up front. It, if it was based on what you and I do, all of us wouldn't have made it. Because Jesus' standard is so high. If you think evil thoughts towards someone is considered murder. You've already missed heaven. And not only have you missed heaven with murder, it says if you, if you murder, you've already also broken all the other nine. Someone say no chance. The only chance you have is to put your confidence and trust in Jesus. Can I get an amen? And so when he convicts the world, he's convicting them to put their confidence in Jesus. And the second thing we see in verse 9 is that, verse 10, is that he convicts us of righteousness because I go unto my father. Now, this is uh, pertaining to individual sins. When you miss the mark, when you lie, you know, you say, I'm going to be there at 1030 and you show up at 1035. That's lying. And I get an amen. Someone said it's strong. <laughs> when you miss the mark, right? When you get angry, that's when you get angry, that's sin. And so when you do all of those things, when he comes to you, he doesn't come to you to point out what you did wrong. You already know that. He comes to you to convict you, what did he say? Of righteousness. So when he comes to you, he comes to point you to who you really are. He says, wait a minute, how did you come late? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're supposed to be on time. Not a single amen. You actually have to do something to be late. Did you know that? You actually planned to be late. Because you knew three weeks ago that the meeting was at 10 o'clock. 
and you knew that Johannesburg has a, a problem with traffic. Traffic moves. You knew. Okay, moving right along. And so he convicts the world of sin, right? And then the third thing we see is that he convicts us uh, of righteousness. And the, the third thing we see is he convicts of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Notice he says of judgment because the ruler of this world, Satan, is judged, not you. And so what does he mean by that? It means that Satan was judged uh, a defeated for. And so whenever you miss the mark, he comes and he tells you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you don't have to be influenced by Satan because he's a defeated for. Amen. Amen. And so with that in mind, knowing that he does not come to bring a sense of condemnation, with that in mind, I'm going to show you then how the Holy Spirit will flow through you. The first thing you need to learn is to know that uh, when you, whenever you have feelings of guilt, you have feelings of uh, uh, inferiority, or when you, when you feel worthless, that's not the Holy Spirit. How then does the Holy Spirit come? Let's go now uh, to 1 John uh, chapter number 4, verse 16. How does he function in the life of believers? Now, what I'm getting ready to teach, I learned, you know, many years ago. I think this could have been 2003, way back then. And um, Joel Ost uh, John Austin, who's Joel Austin's dad, wrote a book, a little book, 35 page, I think, max. It's a little tiny book, like The Worry-Free Life, you know, one of those you can uh, fit in your pocket. And uh, he wrote a little book called uh, The Divine Flow. And in this book, he taught how you can flow with the Holy Spirit, how you can go out into the marketplace and allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you to minister to people how you know the holy spirit wants you to minister to someone how do you know that and he taught that in this little book and i thought it was powerful and that's what i'm going to be sh uh, showing you today it says in first john chapter number four verse 16 and we have known and believed the love that god has to us god is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. And so when the Holy Spirit comes uh, to flow in the life of a believer and to flow through them uh, for ministry, for work, uh, for things of that nature, to correct you and so on and so forth, he's going to come and flow through you uh, through what is known as agape or his, his, his compassion, the love of Christ. That's why when you see in scripture, Jesus getting ready to minister to someone, he says he was filled with compassion. And that compassion directed who he should minister to. And so one of the ways to know who you should be ministering to, and if you are in a, in a good space to minister to them, is to see if you have the love of God for that person flowing through you. And so we minister to allow the love of God to reach people. We don't minister to release manipulation. Manipulation is not a relationship strategy. Can I get an amen? Yes, that was strong. Amen? Manipulation is not a relationship strategy. You always have to check. Is the love of God flowing through me towards this person? And if it's happening, then you know you are in a good state and the Holy Spirit is drawing you to minister to that person. Amen? You know, we were traveling uh, two, two weeks ago. We were traveling. We were in uh, 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 Denver. And, and as we were checking in to the hotel, we, we, you know, uh, I'm busy with the, a, a guy who was helping us to check in. And before I knew it, I turned around and my wife was holding hands with this older lady and, and she was praying with them. 
and, and you know, prophesying and, and speaking things over this lady, you know, in the corner there. And, uh, you know, afterwards I went and I asked her, I said, what's, ha- what's happened? And she said, you know, as soon as I walked in, I felt the love of God drawing me towards this lady. And so she went over there and started talking to her. And, and in less than five minutes, the lady had already, you know, uh, uh, opened up her heart, talked about her family, talked about her husband, talked about her children, uh, estranged children, talked about uh, how she was going for surgery the next day and the, the the Lord just wanted to use her to to minister his love and to bring this lady in a place of peace before the surgery and what happened was she went in there uh, prayed with her because there was love compelling her to do that uh, prophesied on the lady the next day the next day after that you know the 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 lady came back to work and she said man everything went smoothly and i had a supernatural she was supposed to be out of work for a week we saw it the next day when we were going for breakfast she said man that was quick that was a quick work and we said that was a supernatural work of the holy spirit amen, amen. Man, when, how do you reach people? You reach people through the love of God flowing through you. We had one guy, you know, come to the uh, lover's boot camp, and uh, he, he came because uh, Pastor Henry reached out to him. At the, you see, when you start functioning like this, you realize that the entire world is your mission field. You, you know, you're not worried about no, no platform. You, you know everywhere you go. It's ministry time. It's go time, right? And so Pastor H was at the, at the gym, right? And he, he was talking to this guy, and he said to him, hey, listen there's, there's something going on to a church uh down at a church down there that i know and i sometimes go there why don't you come with me and uh and and, and they, they they're talking about marriage you know and the guy said you know what i trust this guy and uh, the guy said came to church and and when he came to church you know for the lovers boot camp the couple's uh, thing uh, uh to his you know surprise everybody was walking past saying, hey pastor h pastor he's like man wait a minute are you, you everybody's calling you pastor is that your other name he said no i i I also pastor and then the guy said oh wow man why didn't you tell me and pastor h said well if i told you you wouldn't have come the guy looked at him true story it happened last sunday last wednesday the guy looked at him he said yeah you're right if you had told me i wouldn't have come and so what happened he allowed the love of god to minister to the person first man if you want to flow with the Holy Spirit, it can only happen through allowing the agape, the unconditional love of God flowing through you. We don't minister to people for any other reason except to minister the love of God. Can I get an amen? amen. And so this is the indicator. You know, whenever you, you, when you're sitting at home in your prayer time and you're spending time with the Lord, he's going to put someone in your heart and you'll feel an overwhelming sense of love. For that person. Man, pick up the phone and call them. And sometimes when you pick up the phone, you don't even know what you're going to say. You know, you just pick up the phone and, and say, Holy Spirit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I was preaching in 2013 in, in, in San Diego. And I'm preaching and I'm on the platform and I'm preaching. And there was an older gentleman who was sitting on my left, you know, third row. And, and I'm preaching. And, and as I'm preaching, you know, I, I feel the, the love of God drawing me to this older man. Now, I don't know what's up. I don't know what's happening in his life. But I just feel an overwhelming sense of compassion compelling me to minister to this guy and so i do my thing i you know i finish uh, preaching and i said sir do you mind if i pray for you he said well i don't mind and so i said come on up on stage i'm gonna pray for you now as he gets up and he starts coming i don't know what the lord wants to do i don't know what he's gonna do i'm thinking well what am i gonna do 
You know, and, and but I, you know, I have a backup plan. The backup plan is the, the prophetic word that always works all the time. Jesus loves you. <laughs> so I, I, I always have that on. Ooh, I always, always have that on ice. And so he's coming. I'm not sure what I'm going to say to him. But he's got a walker, right? I see he's got a walker. And I knew in that moment that, you know what? The Lord wants to heal this man. Now, the overwhelming sense of love for him and compassion is growing. And, and I'm getting really, really annoyed at the impediment, the, 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 the inability to walk and, 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 and function. I'm getting really frustrated with that. Why? Because the love of God is growing. And I just said, sir, today is your day. The Lord wants to heal you. And he believed that. There was, it was like there's a connection. When the love flows, there's an instant connection. He believed that. And, and because he believed that, he's getting ready to uh, toss the uh, walker. And I'm thinking, no, 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 not so fast. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> not so fast. <laughs> I'm thinking in my mind, but what came out of my mouth was, because the wife tried to, you know, put it back in front of him. In my mind, I'm thinking not so fast, but what came out of my mouth was, uh, uh, let the man walk. Where did that come from? <laughs> let the man walk. And the man walked up, he walked down. I don't, oh, it works. <laughs> Love works. Amen. Amen. So you minister because you want to allow the love of God to reach people, not because you're trying to get some recognition of some sort. All glory goes back to who? To God. Now, when you're in the divine flow, it's awesome. He's going to lead you. The Bible says in uh, uh, Psalm 37 verse 4, it says if you delight yourself in the Lord, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you desires for things. Amen. And so this divine flow uh, works on people. You know, the Holy Spirit is going to uh, 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 give a, a supernatural connection between people. And it will just be a supernatural love and connection for certain people that you're supposed to do things with. And you can't explain it. And it's, it's coming from them and it's going back uh, 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 to them from you. And it's a divine flow. It's just, it's just amazing when it works. Yeah. Amen. It's the same, it, it works with places. You know, when the Lord calls you to a place, when he calls you to a job, you just feel like, man, I love this place. I love working here. This is where I'm supposed to be. I love the people. I love the environment. I just love everything about it. And sometimes in the natural, you're not supposed to be enjoying that place. You know, my, my wife and I, we land in, in, in Denver. It's 10-inch snow. It's freezing. Now, when you're black, the cold hit different. It hits on your bone. White, white people don't get cold. <laughs> True story. And so, man, I'm feeling the cold. I'm feeling my eyes. Ooh, this thing is cold. And so I run back into the airport to wait for the car that was picking us up. The car comes and, man, I run out and put all the bags as fast as I can, jumped into the car. I'm like, man, this place is cold. And something happened between the day that we landed and the beginning of the conference. Uh, when, when, when we did the pastor's uh, meeting, the pastor's deal there, and I, uh, I taught there, and I, I preached there. Someone came to me, in fact, from the pulpit, I think it was, Pastor Glenn Johnson, got up there and he said, man, you are called to the continent of Africa, but I feel there is a sense of, of, of 
uh, a calling of God uh, for this place. I'm thinking, what place? This place is called. True story. And what happened was the next day, uh, uh, I think it was the same day in the afternoon, we decided to go shopping. And so we had to walk from uh, here to Monte Cassino. It's pretty far for when a place is called. And so we're walking, and halfway walking, five inches in snow. I looked at my wife. I said, honey, this place is not that cold anyway. My wife said, no, you're lying. This place is freezing. What had happened between uh, the cold and appreciating the place was the Lord will change your desires for a place or for a people that is calling you to. All of a sudden, you just sat. There's a lady we know. She's a good friend of ours. She went to India. Now, you, you need to be called. By that, that's what they say about Africa, up to India. When God calls you to India, please check to see if it's really the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. I went to Kolkata. I got out of the airport. The sign that greeted me was no spitting. True story. I thought, why are you even putting the sign? It means someone is walking around. I said, where am I? And so this lady, uh, Dulcia, she was called to India. She went there uh, uh, from, from the U.S. She went and lived in, in India. Only God's call. That's what they say about us in Africa, but I'm, I got to pick on someone. She went there 15 years, came back with her husband. You have to be called to a people for you to. And so what am I saying? What I'm saying is God will change your heart first. So that his love will begin to flow through you. It has to be based on love. Can I get an Amen. And so let's go to John 16. Ooh, let's go to John 16. Ooh, my time is flying. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. John 16, 13. I wish it went this fast on the treadmill or when I'm doing a plank. <laughs> it's slow. It's really slow, that treadmill. It says in John 16, uh, verse 13, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. And so this is what the Holy Spirit will do. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever, someone say whatever. He says whatever he hears, he will speak. Now here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. And he will tell you things to come. And so when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, you know, he's going to show you things to come. He's going to help you prepare better. I was talking to one guy. And uh, he's a worship, you know, leader, and we wanted him to come and do stuff uh, with us at Designer Life. And so we invited him. We said, man, you're going to uh, do the worship set. And, um, you know, we said to him, hey, listen, give us the songs that you're going to sing so that the guys can prepare the slides and everybody will sing along, right? And he said this. He said, no, I never, you know, plan ahead. I said, why not? He said, because, you know, uh, in the moment, the Holy Ghost will just give me the song. I said, no, that's, that's good. That's powerful. But why don't you ask him a week in advance? Because he will show you things to come. <laughs> Scripture says, did, did we read that? It says the Holy Spirit will show you what? Things to come. Why don't you ask him in advance? Because we need to put the lyrics on the slide. So why don't you ask him a week in advance? And he shows you things to come in that service. And you can minister about those things. See, because the church equates the Holy Spirit with disorder. You know, they say service starts at 10. 
until the spirit leads no 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 why don't you ask the holy spirit how much time he wants and tell us service will start at 10 and it will finish at 12. can i get an amen, amen. as the spirit leads is a cop out anyway moving right along and so we see here that the holy spirit can tell you things to come he can show you uh, 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 things to come and this is not just limited to religious uh, so-called spiritual things you know when you if you go to an average believer and you say do you know the Holy Spirit will show you things to come oh yeah brother he will show us things to come with regards to uh, who the 666 is and the Antichrist and, and, and eschatology but how many of you know that the Holy Spirit is way more strategic than just that the Holy Spirit wants to walk with you and show you things to come, watch this now, with regards to your assignment. He wants to show you things to come with regards to your business. He wants to show you things to come with regards to your industry. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you up so you can operate at a higher level and leave the realm of copy and paste. The Holy Spirit is not a spirit of copy and paste. He's a spirit that wants to cut a new path. Can I get an amen? Man, when you start walking with the Holy Spirit, he will show you uh, the, the trends and the, the, the changes that you need to make uh, so that you can be an industry leader in your industry and not just a follower. Now, a lot of people don't believe that. They leave the Holy Ghost outside of the boardroom. And this is why everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's just checking to see what are they doing over there. Oh, we're going to do the same thing. No, the Holy Spirit wants to show you a different way. Can I get an amen? amen? I remember when I wrote the book, A Grace in the Marketplace, in 2016, you know, the Holy Spirit started downloading some stuff uh, in me, and, and the stuff that I put in that book, I'd never heard anyone teach. You know, I'd never heard anyone teach, and it was a direct download uh, from the Holy Spirit. And uh, when I started writing the book, he told me, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you uh, look smarter than you really are. That's what he said to me. He said, I'm going to make you look smarter than you really are. And, and that's what he did through that book. You know, he made me look smart. People read that book, they're like, man, did you come up with this? I'm like, yeah, I did. Because me and the Holy Spirit be one. He lives on the inside of me. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So I was talking in plurality, me and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I did. And they're like, man, you're so clever. Where did you get this stuff? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm telling you where I get my stuff. So you can go and get yours too. I get it from the Holy Ghost. That's why when you come to Faith Hill Church, it's a little different. Not a little different, a lot different. You know why? Because we went to the Holy Ghost. We said, how would you have us uh, do church? He says, just do church the way you preach grace. I said, what's that? He says, come as you are and just minister. And so we didn't need to have a put on, you know, get a suit from uh, Versace and, and put it on, on Zane. We said, Zane, you like caps? You, you can sing with a cap. And he said, it's all right. He said, Pastor, is that for I said, it's all right. The Holy Ghost is not offended. He's a tough guy. Can I get an amen? amen. Man, we make it seem like he's going to be offended. Shh, quiet, 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 quiet. Holy Ghost is here. Get the children out. Jesus is saying, bring the children here. 
Get the children. Jesus is saying, bring the children here. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says, bring the children. We are saying, get the children. It can't be the Holy Ghost. Can I get an amen? amen. And so he says, yeah, he, the Holy Spirit can show you things to come. And so, you know, uh, through that book, man, we've tra traveled the world, we've reached people, and we've done so many other things. And, and in ministry, I remember, you know, uh, after COVID, we started broadcasting our uh, services, putting them online, and so on and so forth. And in that season, we would always get like a copyright claim infringement at the end of the service. You know, they would send us an email from Facebook to say, man, we're going to get you into prison. You keep singing these songs you didn't write, we're going we're gonna to lock you up. It's called copyright infringement. It was, a, it was a compliment on our part because we did it so well that it was close to the original. And so when they said, we're going to lock you up, I said, Holy Ghost, you're going to have to teach us how to write our own song. And because I lead from the front, you know, I can't just go to the choir and say, you write songs. I have to write the first one. And so I said, Holy Spirit, I'm going on a limp. You show me what you want me to write, and I'm going to write it down, and, and that's going to be the first song. And I remember fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, and he started giving me words. He said, write this down. I call you Father. I wrote that. And he said, you know, I will uh, uh, praise the Lord. I wrote that. I will bless his holy name. I wrote that. I will exalt his holy name, and so on and so forth. We wrote uh, a faithful Father, and then I brought it to the boys. I said, I think I may have written a song from the Holy Spirit. They looked at it. They said, ah, there's something here. And then one of the guys, Eric, Eric started singing. He said, I will praise you, Lord. I'll exalt your holy. I said, oh, wow. I just wrote a song. I wrote a song. So I went to my CV. I changed it. I said, I said, song. I said, song right. I said, song right. I said, man, I write songs. Oh, Lord Jesus. The brother who can sing can write a song. How, how about that? What happened? What happened was I just allowed the Holy Spirit to minister through me. And what I'm saying to you this morning is that if you allow him, the Holy Spirit will make you look smarter than you really are. We sang that, we, we wrote that thing, and of course, Marshall and, and them, they added to it, and, and man, it became a beautiful song, and we all loved singing it, and uh, uh, the Holy Spirit did that through all of us. It's actually, it's the most viewed, is for real. So I wrote, uh, 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 <laughs> so you are telling me that I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's a powerful song. <laughs> and I'm telling you, none of us can do life without the Holy Spirit. We're limiting ourselves trying to do life without the Holy Spirit. Trying to do business, your business, without the Holy Spirit is limiting the potential of your business. Can I get an amen? And so we have to... There was a gentleman called uh, George Washington Carver, a black man from the South. Uh, uh, he, he was blind in one eye. Single-handedly liberated the economy of the South in the U.S. Uh, he, what he would do is he would go into a room every single morning. That's the dude. That's the dude. That's the guy. Thank you, guys. Yes. This is the dude. 
what he would do every single morning, go study it. He would go into a room with a, a blank piece of paper and a pen. And he would sit in there because he, he, he realized that the problem with the outside was that it was too busy. And so I said this in the morning, and I'm going to say it again. The, the Holy Spirit is not short of instructions. We just don't have time to listen. So let's think about it. When you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, you run, you brush your teeth, you shower, and at about 3 past 6, if you are a guy, you're already changing, right? If you are a lady, maybe quarter past, you're already changing, and then you go straight into traffic. As you get into your car, you turn on the radio. It's on talk radio. It's just noise everywhere. The Holy Ghost can't even put in a word. And so the Holy Spirit is not short of instructions. We are just short of time to hear what he wants to say to us. And so what this dude would do is he would go into a room for an hour. Just do nothing. Go with a, a blank piece of paper and, and a pen. And he would sit there and say, Holy Spirit, show me something cool. And then the Holy Spirit, watch this, the Holy Spirit gave to him in, in, in those meetings over 300 products that could be made from a peanut. And I've heard in the first service, many of us, we call our salaries peanuts. Do you know how much God can do with a peanut? Amen. 300 products. From face powders to uh, 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 protein supplements to crayons for children. 300 products from a peanut. Because he chose to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Henry Ford, he would go up the mountain with Walter Chrysler every beginning of the year. And Mr. Firestone, they would all three of them go up the mountain because they were called to the motor industry. They would all go up the mountain and they would say this to their employees. We are going to go and inquire from the master's mind. What they were going to do in the mountain was to listen to the Holy Spirit. And when Henry Ford came back, he said, I won't even listen to people. Because if I ask people what I should be doing, they will tell me I should be making faster horses. So he said, I won't even listen to people because the realm of people is limited. I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit shoo, downloaded a four-stroke engine in his heart, that which we know is a motor vehicle. It was the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so I'm telling you, God can go with you to work. Don't think of the Holy Spirit as the ancient of days. Stuck in the days of Abraham. Man, most people think the Holy Spirit can't work a spreadsheet. They think the Holy Spirit can't switch on a, a MacBook. He's the one who created it. The Holy Spirit knew about flying in the Garden of Eden. It's just us who are slow in downloading. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, true story, they could have boarded an Airbus A380 to go to the promised land. They didn't have to walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were slow in downloading. God is looking from heaven saying, come on, keep up. I want to show you something. I want to show you something cool. And it is time the church quit talking and quit being loud we are the charismatics, and I like it. I like being loud. I like praying loud. I like pacing up, and when I'm praying, if you see me praying at my house, I pick up things. I get fired up, but I also sit down and chill out. I say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me something. 
And then it is in those moments that my entire life is changed. Because you will whisper something to me, and man, you start putting it in practice, you look like you're really smart. And that's what he's trying to do with us. And so some of you, it's going to take, you know, uh, uh, making some time in the evening when you uh, uh, get back from work. You know, just stay away from everything. Walk, you know, and, and just sit. You, know, you don't need headphones. Just sit somewhere and, and just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me and write down the things that he's going to show you. Some of the things he's going to show you are crazy. It's always crazy when it's the Holy Spirit. He's going to show you some crazy stuff. And some of the things he's going to show you are going to look impossible to you. He's going to show you businesses that, you, man, this is just too much. And, and, and you know it's the Holy Spirit when he does that. Amen. And then when you receive it, man, when we started this journey of writing songs, we were just out to write one song. We didn't know we had, you know, more than one song. And then we started walking that uh, journey. We would get here and the Holy Spirit just starts dropping things in people's hearts and dropping things. I was in, in Atlanta uh, crying when Marshall uh, did the second songwriting for the church. They sent me the songs. They were still in in, 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 a, uh, in a bad state, you know, a pre-production state, and I'm listening to the words, beautiful Savior, where did you get that? I'm sobbing, I'm crying at the airport. I said, Holy Spirit, you're awesome. None of us could have come up with this. First of all, English is not our first language. And none of us are poets. You should see the people that we bring in there. Songwriting, it's awesome. None of them have a degree in music. It's just common men that walk out of the street that choose to trust the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to flow through them. And before you knew it, we were producing the second album. And this year, they've already written three songs. I'm like, man, slow down. And I'm saying this, that the Holy Spirit wants to do the same for your career. The world is waiting on the church to bring solutions to the marketplace. Our prayer and fasting is good. But what's going to bring promotion is solutioning. You can't pray your way to CEO. We need someone who can fix the electricity issue, not just someone who can pray about it. And so God will raise a Daniel who will say to the king, I downloaded something last night and I'm getting ready to interpret it to you. And after he does that, the king will literally grab him by the hand and promote him. It's the same thing that happened to Joseph. And where did that come from? It came from the Holy Spirit. Man, when you walk into places at work as a believer, our solutions are here. It was on Friday, just this Friday. You know, one of uh, my wife's uh, clients uh, called, and we thought it was a serious meeting because at the time we were at the kids, uh, uh, you know, swimming thing. Our kids were swimming, and so she went to talk to this person, and this person, all they wanted was a solution. They said, man, I'm stuck, and I called you because, uh, you know, I knew I could get some solutions, and so she went and, you know, uh, gave the person their solutions, the solutions that they wanted about the, the thing that, concerned them and 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 it's interesting because the person didn't call for a verse they just called for a solution now verses are good they 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 must be in your heart Uh, but but what the world needs is solutions and those solutions are going to flow when we allow the holy spirit to start flowing through us and we allow him uh, uh, to bring those solutions Amen? amen 
Man, that's what the world is looking for. They're looking for solutions. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit who abides and lives on the inside of me. Say, I thank you that the Holy Ghost is my guidance. He is my lead. And I follow. He's my GPS. Wherever you takes me, I'll go. Today, I submit my life to the direction of the Holy Spirit. I submit my career to the direction of the Holy Spirit. I submit my marriage to the direction of the Holy Spirit. I submit my children and raising my children to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, even with something as, as natural as a marriage relationship and, and sometimes some of you, the Holy Spirit is going to talk to you and tell you, go apologize to your spouse. Oh, you're going to feel it and you're going to know this is the Holy Ghost. And just like when I said it now, I didn't get a single amen. Some of you are going to say, well, you don't know Holy Ghost. I'm, no, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> and you're going to miss out on the opportunity to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Someone shout, I submit my finances to the direction of the Holy Spirit. You know, we were in, uh, in that conference, Wealth Builders, and uh, we were sitting in there and Ashley got up to take the offering and he was preaching strong on finances and the, the, the anointing was just present in that room thick. You could literally feel it around this thing and he started talking about mammon, you know, how the spirit of mammon and depending on money and not God, you know, can literally take over your life and how it's sneaky. And as we were sitting there, I felt it in my spirit that I had moved away from uh, uh, trusting the Lord and I was slowly drifting to uh, trusting uh, my finances, the, 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 the money that I had and so on and so forth. And uh, in, in that moment, I knew this was my word. This is the word. And the Holy Spirit spoke to both my wife and I and he said, you know, I want you to give, uh, I think it was a thousand five hundred US dollars at the time. And man, we looked at each, I said to my wife, I just heard the Lord. And the Lord said, you know, this is what we should give. And she said, yeah, uh, I think we should give that. And, and uh, what was interesting was uh, this was part of, you know, the, the amount that we put away for uh you know what we wanted to do uh, take our kids you know to, to disney and do a tour of the u.s and preach and things of that nature i'm not going to get into but but you know we're looking at this and say hey, man we're building uh, quite a good uh, uh savings for this trip we're getting excited and getting really happy about our savings and the holy spirit says you know uh, give some of it away and so we give it away and um and and we gave we gave all of the savings for the trip away, you know, and, and now I'm thinking, you know, August is not, you know, too far, you know, it's drawing closer. Holy Ghost, you asked for work. Did you really ask me? And, you know, I, I had a peace on the inside of me, my wife too. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we did that. And, and I like what Tinasha said when he was preaching about finances. <clears throat> he said this, he said the same voice uh, of the Holy Spirit that will 
uh, uh, tell you, give you an instruction on finances, is the same one that will tell you who to marry. So if you don't learn to hear him on finances, faithful with a little, you're going to miss out on the instruction on, on who to marry, you know. So don't jump on the innovation part. You won't even listen to him. He's trying to tell you what to do with a hundred rand. Can I get an amen? Some of you, you know it. You know, you know the Holy Ghost spoke to you when you were at pick and pay and the person in front of you were counting coins to try and take care of the groceries. And you know, some of you know, I'm talking to somebody. You know, don't look around. They won't know it's you, but I'm talking to you. You're right here. You know, the Holy Spirit told you, take care of that old lady's bill. And you said, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be embarrassed. No, that, you missed out on an opportunity to allow the divine flow to flow through you. Can I get an amen? Some of you, the Holy Spirit spoke to you. You know, we do it all the time. You know, you go to uh, McDonald's to get a meal. I always ask, what's, what, what people behind me, what did they order? I say, man, they ordered, put it, put, it put it on my tab. 56 rand. And I minister to someone for 56. I can tell someone about Jesus for 56. It's worth it. So I say, I'm going to take their 56 round. When they get here, do you understand English? Yeah. I want you to tell them, Jesus loves you. And so when they get there, they go, Jesus loves you. And as I'm driving away, I just look at us with them smiling ear to ear. Some of you won't take the Holy Spirit uh, uh, instruction for 56 round. You're missing out. Man, you're missing out. When you go out, out there at work, buy coffee, things of that nature, he's going to ask you to buy your workmates lunch. He's going to ask you to do crazy stuff like that. He's working on something. Man, learn to hear the Holy Spirit in the realm of resources. That's, that's how you learn to hear him when it comes to prophetic word. If you can't even do it, man, forget it. Can I get an amen? So he wants to work in our hearts. And so, I say that to say, yesterday when I woke up, you know, Pastor Henry and Marshall get to run all our finances that come in with, with my name on it, right? Uh, uh, Dillian gets to run the finances of the church. I don't ever run the finances because I like nice things. You know, I'm a pastor who likes nice things and I know I'm going to get nice things. The Lord blesses me with nice things. And I don't ever want anyone to say I'm driving nice things or I wear nice things because of the church money. And so because of that, from the first day we planted Faith Hill Church, we've never run the finances. We gave, said, gave to Dillian, said, you run the finances. Marshall and Henry get to run all the international finances in New York. In, in, in the U.S., we have Mignonette. She runs all the finance. So you see me wearing nice things, but it's not from the church. I'll be all right. Can I get an amen? And so Marshall called me. He said, uh, I sent him a message. He, he, uh, the PayPal came in. He said, man, you got an honorarium. How much? 3500 So we were halfway to, towards our trip. And, and it was through listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and allow him to put in a word with regards to our finances. Man, I'm telling you, he wants to infiltrate every single area of your life. Will you let him? That's the question. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these, your precious children. Lord, I thank you that as they go forth into the world, their hearts will be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that they will not hold back any area of their lives. But that they will surrender all the areas of their lives. 
Lord, I thank you for I know you're speaking to some about moving uh, jobs right now, about moving careers and starting an entirely new career. Lord, I thank you that they are going to take you up on that offer. Lord, I thank you that you're speaking to some about starting a business uh, uh, to diversify from their current business. Lord, I thank you that as, as they pay attention, that voice will get louder and louder and, and with uh, uh, days progressing, they will get clarity on exactly what business they need to step into I thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you that you're calling some uh, uh, to, to relocate and to move to a different city for some to relocate move to a different country and and you are going to give them uh, uh, instructions and the means wherewith they will be able to do it under the anointing and not naturally Lord, I thank you that you are releasing an instruction right now. To some, this instruction will come even in the night seasons. As they are resting and they are not resisting. Lord, I thank you that to some you will drop uh, uh, dreams. You will drop visions of where you are calling them forth to go. We commit this morning as a church as your children to make time to listen make our hearts sensitive and give us a word that will change our lives forever in jesus name we pray and someone say amen we hope this message has been a blessing to you thank you for listening to find out more about how you can become a partner visit faithhill.tv today <music>